Purple elephant shower thought of the day. Lobsters are kind of like mermaids for scorpions. This is Purple Elephant Radio, where we hear about storytelling, originality, and creativity from the creators who are actually making something matter. I'm your host, Sean Green. This summer, I've been working on a big project, a book, a book for creatives, for artists, for content creators. This book is called Purple Elephant Artist, art and essays for creatives. With the help of some wonderful people, Sveta Wannenberg, Jada Bennett, and Olivia Childs, we have made something awesome. You know, I think there are an abundance of online courses and books that revolve around teaching specific skills whether it's marketing tactics or actual techniques when it comes to creative mediums. But what I think is underrated is the mindset behind creativity, the psychology, the philosophy, the why of why we create. So really what this whole book is revolving around is what are the mindset shifts you need to make? What are the questions you need to ask yourself? The questions only you can answer. Your original work without feeling like you have to mimic someone. My whole intention for this thing is to prove to you that you are capable of creating, of being creative. And I hope that it will inspire you to create your own brand, your own art, your own stories. So please check the link in the description, go on Amazon, either pre-order or order that book, depending on when you're hearing this. And I promise you it will be worth your while. Today's guest is an artist and the first interview of season four, the paper season, the season of ideas and starting from scratch and other things related to paper. Uh, This person is a collage artist, a visual artist who is inspired by grunge art and psychedelics. Um, And I'm here with no one other than Tommy Jaruga. And his uh, account, his the Instagram where he makes his art is mostly yellow. So, Tommy, welcome to Purple Elephant. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. I was kind of – the reason I kind of reached out to you because it was just a very random reach out. Um, I noticed – like I love making collages, digital collages or whatever, and – I've always wanted to pick the brain of another collage artist and you, you do it more successfully than me. I'll add, because I'm, you know, I'm casually doing it, but usually the podcast and kind of writing is more what I focus on and collages are kind of a very casual side thing for me. But for someone who's made kind of a brand doing only collages and maybe I'm wrong, maybe there is another Avenue to Tommy that I don't know about, but what do you think, I mean, what is that kind of experience of making a brand of doing collages? Uh, It's kind of wild. I never like really intended to be like a collage artist. I've only been doing it for like probably about like a year or something. It began kind of as like my quarantine project. Like I was just kind of bored and I was just like looking for some kind of creative outlet because I'm just like a kind of a creative person overall. I was uh, 
I was producing music for like 10 years or so, but like, I kind of got a little bored with that. And then I've always kind of like dabbled in Photoshop. And then one day I was just on Pinterest and I just saw all this like weird stuff, dude. Just saw like, like mermaids, like, like flying in outer space, like a hand holding like an eyeball or something in the desert. And I was like, holy shit, like what, what is this stuff? So I kind of like looked into it a little bit. And I, originally I was going to make like a curator account. I was going to like just post like other cool stuff that I thought was pretty cool. And then my girlfriend, she was like, why are you like posting other people's stuff? Why don't you like try to like make your own? So eventually I just kind of started using my imagination to make those, you know, <laughs> never really intended to like build a brand off of it, but you know, yeah. <laughs> things happen. And honestly, I really respect the fact that you're not just another kind of account that shows other people's art because I've seen so many of those and of course, you know, you have to have an eye to kind of curate stuff, but I really think it's kind of the, the mindset of like the critic who reviews everyone else, but never makes something of their own. So I think there's a certain credibility in kind of only doing collages that you made and not, I mean, still maybe featuring artists on your story or whatever, but really it's, it's your account. It's your art, which I think is really special. Yeah, and important. absolutely. Yeah, I think it's. It, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. It's kind of like your own museum, you know. Like, like I, I don't know if people actually still go to museums. Like, is, is that like still a thing? But I haven't in a long time. But it could just yeah. be because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So I kind of feel like those curator accounts are kind of like online museums that like show everybody else's account. But it's like if you have like your own art, like why don't you like have like your own museum? It's like you could probably reach just as many people, if not more. So I don't know. It's. I don't think I would have been happy just like showing other people's art. You know, I feel like eventually I'd just be like, I kind of want to do my own thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and I kind of jumped the gun on that first question, but can we back up a little bit and just, can I hear your origin story of kind of, you know, you said it was a quarantine kind of side project, but before that, I mean, you said you were always kind of a creative artsy person. How did you kind of wind up at this point? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess when I was like 10 years old or something, my dad, he was kind of like a computer techie guy. Uh, he showed me like this program called GIMP. It was like uh, it was like a Photoshop light. Like it didn't have like all the super crazy features that Photoshop has. But I kind of started off with that. I kind of just dabbled into like making signatures for like online forums. I, super nerdy, but I was like, uh, I did. I was like on role playing forums and stuff like that, like sports forums, like before like uh, before like stuff like Reddit was around. I was like on the IGN forums. I like created my own forums and stuff. So I kind of just dabbled doing like graphics for those things. And then I took a break for a while. I think when I like went to high school, I started dabbling in uh, making production, like music production. I was making rap beats for my friends to rap over all through like high school and college. Like it's pretty cool, but I kind of just like drip, like kind of drifted away from that. And then just for a few years, I wasn't like really doing anything creatively until like I just downloaded Photoshop. Uh, actually the whole Adobe, like, uh, Adobe suite. I downloaded that and I was like, I just want to do something like creative, you know, and I was just lucky enough to find like collages and stuff. It's, it's like, it just came pretty easy to me, man. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I I definitely, I mean, I've never been super great, like just hand drawing stuff, but I, I think for myself, I kind of have the creative mind where I could tell you what I'm trying to make, but I wouldn't necessarily be able to draw it. Do you think you feel the same way or do you feel like you've always had that skill of like you could hand draw stuff as well? 
Oh, I, I'm a I'm a terrible uh, hand drawer, man. I'm I'm awful. Like I wish I, I wish I was good. That's why kind of collaging is kind of cool because you get to like still like create something without just like uh, drawing it or something. You know, I've, I've I've tried drawing many many times, and it's just like, ah, uh, man, it'd be embarrassing to show show you guys like some of the stuff that I came up with. But hats off to anyone who could draw. That takes so much uh, technique, man. I took a drawing class in college. It's like a uh, it's so hard man it's so technical but i guess that's why i'm kind of glad like i started doing collaging as like you know creative outlet <laughs> mm-hmm. and why um like in college were you doing some type of you know creative major or was there is there kind of another side to you besides your creative side uh originally i was going to go to uh college as like a graphic designer but uh I just had like, I got discouraged by so many people who are like, Oh, you're never going to find a job and like graphic design. It's just like, it probably shouldn't have listened to him at the time. Cause it's like, I like found like somewhat like success with it now. So it's like, who knows like where I would have been. But uh, most of the time I was, I was just a psychology major changing majors. So it's like my creative side has always kind of been in the background. Like honestly, not too many of my close friends not even know that I do like collages on the side and stuff. So yeah. Really? Yeah, man. It's uh Okay. Yeah. It's just like maybe my girlfriend and maybe like two of my close friends, but like the rest of them it's like they'd have no idea. And what would they think if they were to describe you? Like how would they describe you as if they don't kind of know about that side of yourself? Uh I don't know, probably really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty socially awkward kid, you know? Like I have like a close group of friends, but it's like I'm pretty uh yeah pretty quiet like chill kid for the most part but like yeah i think that, that'd be a pretty accurate way <laughs> mm-hmm. and you said uh what do you do for work kind of now i mean are you doing something with psychology uh i was actually doing work for psychology like last year i worked in a rehab and like mental health house for like kids with like problems and stuff i did that for about like a year or so and right now I'm doing like insurance work, which is kind of boring. And then uh, I'm cooking food on the side too. So that's also kind of creative in itself. But yeah, just trying to trying to just kind of uh, doing that stuff, you know? Yeah. I kind of like the, the fact that you're using, I mean, you're just kind of using collages and, you know, sharing it on Instagram as kind of your creative hobby and you're not so focused on, you know, I have to do something from this and make it my, my whole life. But would you ever see yourself kind of expanding that if you could as kind of like somehow in some world, you're, you know, making collages on commissions or something along those lines or merchandise, like, is that a route that you want to go? Are you pretty content with having that as kind of a side thing to express yourself? I'd love to. I, I, I still get like commissions through like DMS and stuff. Like I, I make like some money, but probably not as much as I could. It's just, I just think the, like the whole business side is like a whole separate skill from like being an artist. So I think that's probably kind of what's stopping me a little bit. Like I'm not like the best marketer, like the following that I got was just by chance, you know, just like hashtags and stuff. So that's something definitely I'd want to like try to do, but I just don't really know exactly what it is. It's, I know a lot of artists just like sell their uh, 
sell their work. They sell like prints, they sell t-shirts, but I kind of want to do a little bit more than that. Instead of like selling products, I kind of want to like sell my ideas, whether it comes to like uh, maybe working like as like a creative consultant for like a movie or like a show or like for like a photographer or something be like, Hey, listen, I think uh, this would be cool with this kind of lighting, maybe like this kind of outfit or something. So I think that's kind of also holding me back a little bit. It's just, I don't really want to settle. I'm just like merchandise, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's a super noble and also realistic goal. Cause I do think the merchandise of like collage artists or, you know, really artists of any kind merchandise is like the, the snap judgment. Oh, you know, I got a following let's make t-shirts, let's make posters. But I, I think it's really cool that you're thinking outside that kind of box and maybe even a bubble where it is kind of oversaturated in a sense of people just think of that that quick snap judgment. But could you expand a little bit on like creative consulting? Like, is there an ideal job? I mean, you mentioned wanting to be a consultant on movies, but is it let, let's take the movie thing, for example. Is it more you want to, you know, like come up with the ideas for a movie to work on a script or would it be more of the visual side of things once the, the story has been developed? I think either or. I'd, I'd love to work with like a script writer because I've been like suggested the idea of like maybe uh, becoming a writer and just doing like short stories to like a lot of like the collages I make. So just I guess developing scenes and then just kind of being there through like the whole process just to like at least like just give an input and just like kind of maybe even like work with a team or something like try to figure out something cool to make like all the way down to like the lighting and you know just like some like background effects and just kind of just being involved in the creative process you know oh yeah and I think I can kind of relate to that mindset you mentioned earlier of the the marketing being intimidating and just not knowing necessarily where to go. But hearing you talk about kind of the the team aspect, I and maybe you kind of have some insight on this, but I feel like that is a huge block for creatives of any kind of medium of once they get to a certain point, they're like, I'm at my wits end. I'm doing 40 hours a week, you know, doing whatever thing or, you know, all my free time is devoted to this. But how can I expand? How can I jump a level? just by myself. So I'm wondering, I mean, you said you kind of have that, that close group of friends. Are there any of your peers that you would kind of link up with team up with in some way, shape or form? I do have like some photographer friends. Uh, I, I think it's just kind of like the making an effort and just like, like putting in the effort. So like your ideas like click together. Cause it's like, sometimes when you collaborate with somebody, it's like, like the final project, like it might be something that like, either one person is happy about or like neither of them are happy about. So I think just having like the chemistry with somebody that you collaborate with. And I have like a lot of creative friends, but it's just like they're creative in like different avenues. Uh, like it, it's possible. It's just, I think you have to find like the right people to work with. You know, I think it's like a big chemistry thing, like a lot of things that, that might be a little overthinking it or just like kind of like digging a little too deep, but I just, just, just a feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder, and this is, a. Um slightly different, but we'll come back to that idea of teams and working with other people. But was there ever a point, and we can keep it focused on collage, but really just any um, like creative thing that you've done. You mentioned how 
your kind of following was grown by luck and the right hashtags, which I wouldn't say is luck. I would say even if you didn't plan it, I mean, you still did something to put that in motion. But was there ever a block that you kind of have a, had to overcome? Um, maybe one, it might have shown up in one or two ways where one, like, have you ever had creators block where you just you don't know what to make your next collage about? Or two, the block of kind of having this following really growing quickly and not knowing how to deal with it. I mean, feeling like you had to conform to a certain audience standard. Have you ever gone through that, any of that type of blockage? Uh, like the creative block is, where does it sound like? I I could usually get over that when making a collage. It just how long I just like want to sit there. Like eventually, like whether it'll take me like 30 minutes or like an hour of just like sitting there just like looking at pictures, it's like could usually overcome that. But in terms of like keeping up and stuff, sometimes it was like a little bit like overwhelming. Like I had just thoughts. It's like, holy crap. I have like all these people like, uh, like reaching out, like, like reaching out on social media and everything. And I'm like, how could I like use this? How can I take advantage of this to like the next level or like kind of like, like what to do from here. It's like, sometimes I don't really know the next step. So I, I guess just dealing with that is just like keep working and just like see like what's going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it seems like all this really growth for your brand has been in the span of a year, right? You said kind of it started in quarantine. Was yeah. there a, was there a point kind of, let's say you started at in April or March, was there like a month where you could say, this is where the exponential growth happened. Yeah, uh, I, I started like last March when like quarantine happened. And then I was only like working at it for like maybe two or three months or something before I started, before I got like another full-time job. And then I, I took a super long break until like December or something. I kind of dabbled, made like a couple pictures. And then it wasn't until I started, started up again, like March of this year, like maybe like a month later and maybe like a dozen pictures later, I just like posted this one thing like this one picture and then just like overnight, just like my follows, like all my likes and stuff just like blew up off this one picture. It was honestly kind of surreal. Just like, just watching it like unfold in front of you. It's such a strange feeling, man. So weird. Yeah. yeah. And I'll definitely be linking your art in your account, but if you tell me the exact picture that was, I'll definitely be sure to put that in the show notes. Cause I think people will be interested in seeing what that was, but did you feel like that kind of that specific collage? Was there anything that different from other ones? I mean, did it feel like how did this? Why this one? I don't know. Like I, I still remember the day I made it. I just came home from work. I was just like sitting at uh, at my computer, and like my girlfriend and her friend were just like sitting talking, and then I just kind of made it. I uploaded it, and like one of them like looked at it. They're like, "Oh, that's a cute picture." And I was like, "Great, just cute picture. <laughs> totally what I'm going for," you know. And then like. A few hours later, I'm like, wow, this this is getting way more likes than the other one. And then I just like woke up the next morning and I was like, holy shit, like there's like thousands and thousands of likes on this. Like so many people have like reposted it since then. It, it's just like yeah, people like still repost. it. It's crazy, dude. Like people still like it and like ask me for prints for it. And I'm just like, it's like it's not my favorite, but I mean, I, I guess I could see why people like it. It's like like the one of just like uh it's like a building and there's just like an alien like looking out the window it's like <laughs> pretty simple too you know but uh -huh. yeah well it's interesting because if you look kind of you can see my screen i kind of have some collages that i really love 
and I think your style is, you know, different, but also right in kind of the genre, the, the right type of collage that I really love. And the way I'd kind of describe it is like psychedelic, spacey, sci-fi, um, somewhere along those lines, a little bit of nostalgia. Um, how, how consciously do you develop your style? Like it, when I'm saying those words, are you like, yep, I knew that. I knew that. Or is it just like, oh, it's, it's interesting hearing someone else's an audience member's perspective of your art. Yeah. I, I think I always have those like in my mind, like subconsciously just, there's like a lot of things I like to like feature like objects. I like using like a brain or something. I like using like mushrooms or like an eyeball or something like that. So I'm always kind of trying to think of like incorporating like certain things in like specific ways, just like psychedelics, like crazy, like patterns, outer space. Cause I think there's like a pretty cool thing about all those things. It's like space. There's still kind of like an aspect of it. it's like kind of unknown, like psychedelics. It's like a different consciousness and stuff. So it's like pretty cool things to like elaborate on. And I think there's just like a lot of like unique ways you could incorporate that into art. So. So do you think, like the unknown is, has become a piece of your kind of brand, the, the stuff you make. I mean, do you think about it that consciously very often? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think it's just the unknown. It's like, you got like it, um, your imagination's just unlimited, you know? It's like, I, I think another way to describe it is like surreal. That's like another kind of art. I think it was like, I, I did some research on it. It was like a, uh, art, like, that became popular during like world war one. It's just like, it's just weird stuff. It's just like, I guess the person who created just described it of like your subconscious, just like bringing out like the unimaginable or something like that. But it's, it's cool stuff. <laughs> it's hard to describe, you know, it's hard to describe. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think I don't want to run into the, the problem of just kind of trying to over explain your art. I mean, obviously people can go look at it, but I guess this brings up a, an interesting question. Do you think that people sometimes overanalyze art or collages where, you know, there, there isn't a deeper meaning, but people, audience members still look for deeper stuff. Yeah. I have think you ever, so. have you run into the case where, you know, you make a certain thing and it's just like, I picked these pictures. They, they look nice together and someone thinks it means some deeper thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I had like some, I had like a picture that I made just from a, like, uh, just to try to like describe like anxiety or something like that, or feeling smothered. And I think like a lot of people could take that, like, Oh, maybe like that's how the artist was kind of like feeling at that time. And it's like, no, I just like thought it would be like pretty cool or like a, like a pretty cool picture, you know, like a lot of the time I don't really have like a deeper meaning for this stuff. I'm not like trying to like describe what I'm like going through at that like specific time. It's just like, I have an idea. I'm like, Hey, this would be super cool to make. So I just <laughs> kind of make it, you know? Yeah. And how often, I mean, I'm also looking at your account while we're doing this, just so I can see if there are any that catch my eye, but how often do you usually post? Is it a pretty routine schedule or is it more whenever inspiration strikes? I, I try to make like a few pictures a week maybe post maybe like three times or something and just like every day i spend maybe like 20 30 minutes at least 20 30 minutes in photoshop just trying to come up with some stuff or like on my phone i'm scrolling through instagram trying to get like some inspirations or I'm watching a movie and i'm like hey this would be like pretty cool to like incorporate into like a picture or something 
So it's, it's it's like my mind's like always working, trying to like think of something new and cool to like show people, you know? Yeah. I'm really glad you bring that up of having a daily practice. Cause I think that's a huge piece of creativity where, I mean, and I think collage is a slightly different medium where you could constantly be looking at pieces that could become elements of a collage where, whereas someone kind of making a, a drawing from scratch, yes, they can look for inspiration, but they're kind of drawing it themselves. They're making it by hand. So I think collage has that nice, and I think this is a big reason I love making collages is because it's almost difficult to run into a, a writer's or a creative block because you can constantly just let's add a new piece. Let's add a new element. Let's move it around. Let's make it bigger, smaller, change the hue or whatever. And there's so many ways you can just mess with it. You can just fiddle. I mean, is that something, um, I, I mean, we talked about how earlier you definitely prefer collages to, to hand drawing, but do you think that's another aspect that makes collages a little bit easier? Oh yeah. 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 De definitely. It's so it's, I think it's way easier than like drawing or something or even like something like photography or something. Cause it's like for like drawing and photography, it's like, you kind of have to like come up with the pieces of like the puzzle. You have to like make those pieces, you know, whereas like collaging, you have like all the pieces in front of you. You just have to like put them together to like complete the puzzle, you know, whereas like photography or something, you might have to like go walk somewhere, wait for like a specific time or something or drawing. It's like, you might not have like an idea or something. You only have like pencils or like markers and stuff to use. So collaging is definitely easier. And I think that's like why it's a little bit like there's not too much of a, creative block when it comes to like creating something like that mm -hmm. yeah and this might relate this might not but i kind of wanted to tie in your psychology knowledge into this conversation about creativity and i wanted to know the psychology of creativity did you ever study that did you ever look into that do you have any interesting insights you could share about that that's actually something I've never actually thought of. That's something that sounds, really? yeah, that sounds super cool to actually like look into or like actually like study something like that. Like kind of like what would, uh, is, is there like any, any like psychology research that like would make one person like uh, more creative than like another person? Is there like a gene or something that like activates like, like certain parts of the brain to like create stuff or or just like being born to like the right person or something like if you're born to like maybe like a mom or dad who's like like a super awesome drawer are you like kind of like genetically disposed to uh being like an artist in something like a musician or like anything pretty much yeah well because this is one that i've always heard i think it's like the creativity test and it you know it's very scientifically done but it's essentially and i think there are a couple ways to do it and i'm gonna have to fact check myself but it's basically saying, okay, here's a brick. Write down all the uses of a brick besides, you know, just building a wall. And this kind of, you have two minutes and you're writing down everything. Oh, you can use, use it as a, a paperweight, uh, throw it through a window. And it just, as many, there's like the quantity of creative ideas. And then also how rare is that idea that you said? So, you know, if they get a hundred people to kind of do this creativity test and, 98 people think of a paperweight then it's not as creative as you know the one person who says i don't know i i create i talked about this test and i feel like i could hardly answer it right now but i guess to, to tie that into you 
psychology. What what were your big takeaways from learning about psychology that anyone could use or an artist and it or you know someone it doesn't have to be necessarily related to art but just practical psychology have you learned anything in that kind of department yeah i mean i i think it just like on a personal level you could kind of like understand yourself kind of maybe just as, as you get older i guess you could kind of see like what kind of person you're going to grow into it's like you could kind of like look back and just look at like like your environment and how it like shaped you like it, it's crazy like when, when like you're younger i didn't when i was younger i didn't really understand it so much but it's like how much like your parents and like their traits like combined with like the environment you grew up with kind of like how they shape you when you get older it's like it's like oh, i'm never going to turn to my mom or dad or something and then it's just like you get older and it's like oh shit like I, i'm turning to my mom and dad because it's like you do this one little thing that always that like always like infuriated you that like they did when you were younger. You're like, I'm never going to do that. But it's just like, or something like growing up, like around like a certain kind of friends or something, you kind of like understand like, Oh wow. I'm like this person because I had that experience with those people. And like, I had like a bad relationship with like this girl. And then that caused me like, I don't know. It's just like, kind of helps you understand yourself as a person. I think like studying and like kind of understanding how the brain works, you know? I know that's kind yeah. of like rambling, but it's no, like... no, no. But I, as a follow up, are you kind of a believer in the you become the average of the the five people you spend the most time with? I mean, have you noticed that play out in your own life? Have you heard that expression? I I think I have. Yeah, actually, that's that's actually a pretty interesting theory. I think I think that's I think there's like a lot of truth to that because it's like if you hung out with like the same like if if you just like hung out with like say. Uh, like five other people and then uh only those five people and they like constantly did the same thing over and over again that's it's like super easy to like fall into the trap of just doing that stuff with them you know you wouldn't like learn anything new you know so i think it's like i, I think there's like a lot of truth to that i think that's why a lot of people should try to like expand like their social circle you know meet different people and that's kind of how you like grow as a person so it's pretty wise yeah yeah and i i mean i just heard that i don't know you know, how much truth there is to it. But when I do think about it and I think of even like the different, the difference between my friends from high school to my friends in college and seeing how they're different and how that might reflect on how I become different as I kind of grow into a, a new environment. Um, this is also related, but maybe a little bit different. Are you much of a reader? I mean, I know you mentioned your, one of your favorite movies or a movie that influenced you midsummer. And I did want to talk about that, but are there any books that have inspired you either in your art or just in your life? Yeah. Uh, actually like my favorite book ever, it's called like free will by Sam Harris. It's uh, he's kind of like a philosopher and like a neuroscientist. And he kind of like has this theory that, uh, that like nobody like literally has free will. Like it's like every, every choice and like, the person you are, who you are is already like predetermined, like who you're going to be and like what you're going to do just because he like boils it down to like, like to when you're born, you literally don't have a choice of like who you're born to or what the environment you're born into. So it's like every choice you make after that is based off of those two things. So it's like, determined. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's kind of like the gist of it, but it was only like maybe like a hundred, like a, uh, a hundred page read. And it was just like super fascinating, the whole theory. And I, I 
couldn't really think of like any way to dispute it. You know, it's like, uh, he it's it's kind of dark but he used kind of like an example of like there was like a texas like a school shooter or something like in the 90s or something and while he was he left like a suicide note after he like killed himself he was like hey just do some research for like my brain and uh yeah, just like heard about that yeah and then when they like did an autopsy or something they found that he had like a tumor that was like pushing against the uh the like the judgment part of his brain so it's like that dude probably didn't want to like choose to like do that horrific shit, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely heard of that example and, and not funny about that, but it's so funny that you talk about that book because I've been thinking and I just recorded like a, a solo podcast that I'm, I'll probably release before this one. So people might've heard it, but uh, talking about the idea of like free will versus determinism and two things kind of influence me. The first one is, I just recently rewatched Kung Fu Panda. You seen that one? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and this quote, and it's so funny, but I mean, I just out of animated movies, that's probably one of my favorites. But um, the like turtle guy, and I vividly remember this quote. He's like, "You meet your destiny on the way to avoid it," and I think that kind of goes along with that idea of like everything's predetermined. So even if you know someone gives you some prophecy, which obviously isn't really how we do it in the modern culture. But if someone gave you a prophecy, like, you know, you will die at the hands of this person and you do everything you can to avoid that person, to make sure that maybe something you did in the act of trying to avoid it actually led to that, uh, fate, that thing being lived out. And that's how it plays out in Kung Fu Panda. But I, I just think that's such an interesting thing to think about. And I wonder, I mean, you said that book was a little bit dark, but the way I've thought about it is with free will versus, you know, something being predetermined, let's say it is predetermined. Even if it is, you don't know how it will end. You don't know how kind of the next, the future will play out, even if it is kind of already written or somehow. And so in that case, from my perspective from your perspective we can believe free will and even if it's not true on some grand level it i think it can be lived out in a true way so that rather than that quote that i just mentioned of you know you try to avoid your destiny if you go full into everything you do and say this is my choice my act of free will then somehow i think that is kind of part of your predetermined destiny is to embrace the idea even if it's not true of free will very rambly what are your no, thoughts on that no yeah i honestly i think you're 100 percent right that's uh i i i like the sound of that like just why don't you just like embrace the person who you are or like where you were like born into you know it's just like you, you can't like change it it's just like i feel like a lot of people maybe have like trouble like embracing that stuff but it's like hey like we're here like things could also be worse just kind of work with what you got you know I think like a lot of people could uh, benefit from that sort of mindset. Yeah, because I think just one last point on that. I think people, when they hear the idea of something being predetermined, and I haven't read that book, but you know I've heard of Sam Harris. When I think people hear about that idea, they may, and this may be just me extrapolating, but think, oh, if my life is really crappy now, I'm predetermined to a crappy rest of my life. But you don't know if, part of the predetermined path is to 
say, I see that this is how my future could be if I extrapolate what's going on now and I want to change it. And that change is a part of the, the whole destiny thing, the whole predetermined plan. And so I think that's kind of where the idea of something being predetermined kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth unless I put that spin on it for myself to say, if I make a change, maybe it is predetermined, but it's going to lead to the better thing, the better choice, the better lifestyle, whatever that yeah. is, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. I, I think like just being conscious of that, you could like it change things like that. I think it's like a big thing. It's like, yeah, you could just like sit there and dwell on the fact that things may, may be predetermined, but it's like, if you have like, if you're conscious to the fact that like, like, you know, things could change for the better and you actually like put in the effort to change them. Like it's, they, they, it's going to change, you know? So I think just being aware of that stuff, you know, just kind of like actually like knowing yourself as a person would like help, you know, I think that could go a long way for a lot of people. Yeah. And you said that kind of psychology, learning about psychology helped you learn about yourself in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Both positive and negative ways. It's like, it just like kind of like learning, like feelings of like anxiety and just like sadness and stuff. It kind of like helped me like understand like, Hey, like some of these things could be like biological and stuff. It's not just like, uh, you know, just like experiences could cause them. It's just, just kind of like learning about the brain overall. It's just such an interesting thing. You know, that's probably also a reason I like to like use it so much in my art. It's just, it's like, you, you know, we know so like little about the brain. It's like so much unknown, but it's just like kind of, kind of interesting to like learn anything you can about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I'm looking at one of your, um, images and I do see, yeah, the brain is kind of a common theme in your stuff in a very neat way, but I kind of want to transition from the psychology, the philosophy stuff. Well, not really, but I want to talk about, I want to hear your opinion on the big abstract word creativity. What does that mean to you? How would you define that word? I think uh, just original ideas, just like, I, I think creativity can be just about anything, any, like could come in any kind of form or like idea. I, I don't, I think it's kind of a broad definition, you know, just like creativity could just be like, I don't know, like taping two pencils together in like a cool random way that like looks cool or something, you know, it's uh yeah, I think it's way more than something that uh like music, movies and drawing. Like the, the older I got, the more I kind of realized that like when I started like cooking like the past couple of years, I was like, holy crap, there's like an art to this and like you could be like a creative cook or something. Like you could put a dish together that like no one's ever like, you know, tried before. So I just think I just think like a lot of people like to put it like in a box and just like keep it to like small things, but you know, it could uh yeah, it could mean like a lot of different things, you know, I, I, I don't know if that like totally yeah. answers your question, but no, 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 yeah. it does. Cause I think it's kind of ironic how often people only associate creativity with certain like art forms. What isn't that kind of limiting creativity and the whole point of creativity is something new, something original. Um, and so I like that you bring up kind of creativity being a part of cooking and really it could be anything. And I've seen, you know, examples of mathematicians and scientists having breakthroughs and those are creative. They have to make some leaps in thinking. Um, but on that same kind of vein, do you think anyone can be creative? Yeah. I, or I think everyone, everyone already is. I mean, how would you define it? 
I think it. I think everyone's got kind of creativity. They just have to like find find like what they're creative in. I don't think every everyone's just like uh like I, like everyone like can't draw or do a certain thing. But I think there's something that everyone could be creative in. Like it's just like a matter of whether they'll be able to discover it or not. Like I think everyone's. I, I forgot who said this. I think it was like Jay Z or something. He was just like everyone's got a genius. They just have to like discover it. You know. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, well, so Tommy, as we're kind of wrapping up, getting towards the end, and that wasn't the final question. I, I always like to end with a big final question and it's quite simply what at this moment are you intensely curious about? I, my future, I guess, like where I'm going to like end up living or just like, what am I going to like do for the rest of my life? And just like, pretty much that man it's just like i, I kind of want to just like see like where my next journey is going to be like you know yeah what, what, like, do, you think, mo- do you think mostly yellow will be a part of that next journey i hope brand? so i hope so i hope like it'd be super cool if like that brand like would be able to like pay my bills in a way that i'd like be happy with you know that's that'd be like a dream you know <laughs> yeah and i i can kind of tell that you have the innovative mindset to realize that there's you know more routes than just merchandise and i think whatever kind of way you go with this will be the right way that predetermined idea no matter what you do it's gonna be the the right thing to do (laughs) thanks Um, man yeah so on that i'll be sure to link your instagram account i hope you get a website set up soon because i would also love to um link that if you ever had something besides the instagram but yeah um is there anything else that we miss anything you want to shout out uh honestly just just like check out my page uh it, pretty much that it's just like i'd love to hear uh, more feedback and maybe like just throw some ideas my way or like if anyone wants to like collaborate or anything i'd love to do that but yeah that's thank, thanks for letting me do this man this was a lot of fun yeah. dude yeah it, i had a good time i you definitely sparked some ideas for for me as well so i hope i spark some for you absolutely bro but, final thing do you want to say anything to someone who you know isn't actively creating but kind of wants to who needs that last push do you have anything to say to that potential artist yeah i mean just if, if you have something creative that you want to do just do something that you think is cool you know don't don't like try to like make money off of it or just like make stuff so like other people like it i think just make something that you think looks cool and then just make sure you love it you know that's that's like the best advice i think anyone could give like any kind of artist yeah i second that 100 percent um tommy thank you so much for coming on uh this has been purple elephant radio please please uh subscribe i don't know i don't think you can like but uh review the show and yeah i'll be here next week with a, another guest or a solo episode Hey guys, if you like this episode, but kind of wish there was more, something you could take action on rather than just passively listen, well then I highly recommend signing up for the Purple Elephant Collective Patreon. If you go for the second tier, the Baby Elephant, that'll unlock two bonus podcast episodes a month. And these are not normal paper scrap episodes or or bonus interviews. These are workshop based, based around questions offered, questions you can answer, practical skills, something that you can use to set goals, change beliefs, get out of writer's block, 
I'm making this because I think it's useful. I think passively consuming this content is helpful to an extent. But the difference between passively listening and taking action is night and day, which is why I highly recommend you check the link in the bio, go on the Patreon. There's a couple other cool tiers that you can look at on there. And I really hope you'll join the Purple Elephant Collective. This is what I envisioned. This is the community I imagined when I started building this brand out. Thanks for listening.